0: What's good, motherfuckers? I think that's how we're gonna start the podcast from now on. What's good, motherfuckers? <laughs> um, because apparently it's um bigoted to, to start by saying how are you doing, ladies and gentlemen. Apparently, you know that's bigoted. Um, so I just I'll just say what's up, motherfuckers. Uh, see if people will. I like that. Anyway, how is everyone doing? This is The Beat with Randall Beatley. My name is, of course, Randall Beatley. And um, <laughs> this is just like every show that I do, every episode that I do. This is not planned. I have no plan. Th- this just comes to me. Um, and today we're going to talk about TikTok sensation Bucky's. And uh, I'm going to review it because I went the other day. Um, we're, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about uh, gas prices. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Um, and uh, just some other stuff that comes to mind as, uh, as I do this episode. Um, this is going to probably be the way I do my episodes. Just random stuff. Um, instead of trying to like plan an episode and like, oh, I'm going to talk about this or I'm going to talk about this and uh, I'm just going to talk about random stuff, uh, questions that I, co- that maybe I, uh, enjoy. Anyway, let's talk about, um, Bucky's real quick. So just like, so here's my question when it comes to Bucky's, I'm the type of person where I don't like to make, you know, I, I like to ponder questions. I think the best way to live life is by asking questions. That's where adventure comes in. You're cur- I think curiosity is a very good thing. Um, and so my question is this when it comes to Bucky's, Do people actually like it for what it is? Or do people say they enjoy it um, because it's popular to now like it? Um, this is a TikTok trend. I didn't know what the hell Bucky's was until it became a popular TikTok trend. And I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't hate it. So they just opened one in Florence, South Carolina. I live in North Carolina, just, uh, just, uh, north of Charlotte I don't live in Charlotte I live um, just north of it I currently reside in a small town known as Midland um, I I grew up in Concord which is just north of Midland um, maybe 20 minutes from where I live now it's about 30 minutes from Center City Charlotte and at some point in my life I like Five years ago, I moved to Salisbury, which is about an hour outside of Charlotte. Still considered the Charlotte metro area. Eventually, it will get part of the blue line, I'm assuming. I'm assuming they're going to put a train system in that connects Raleigh to Charlotte. Uh, those are the two bigs. And they'll probably triangle it off with uh, um, Asheville at some point, I'm assuming. Uh, North Carolina will try to do that project where... Uh, I'm gonna move out of my bedroom, uh, 'cause laying on my bed doing this is inconvenient. Because I don't like talking while laying down, and it's irritating. Like I said, it's not planned. Uh, we're gonna do this in my chair out here. Um, so as I move, sorry for that. <laughs> um, yeah. So I live. I, I like to say I live in Charlotte, just because it's the closest. City that makes where people know where they are. Um, so I live in Charlotte. Um, it's about a two hour drive from where this Bucky's in Florence, South Carolina is. Um, so, yes, I made a two hour ride down to go to a gas station, convenience store. And let me tell you something um, you know, I, I saw um, sort of everyone's sort of review of it on TikTok and I'm not a fake person. And and I've come to the conclusion that everyone's response to Bucky's is fake. I don't think people actually enjoyed it. I think they showed that they enjoyed it on camera to fit in with the buzz of Bucky's. Cuz I will be honest with you. I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I would. Right? Like, we planned this. Like, the group of people that I went with, we planned this, like, a month in advance. Hey, we're going on this date. It was really, like, three weeks. But we planned this. And, you know, I sort of expected, like, having, like, this, like, Christmas feeling walking through the door, like, this was going to be, like, the greatest thing I've ever walked into. And... That lasted for about 15 seconds. And then the biggest feeling that I had was anxiety. I don't like being around the big crowds um, in small spaces. So, like, when I go to football games, I still get a little bit uncomfortable around a lot of people in the the walking area. Like, walking up the the ramps to, you know, the seat or walking up um, in the the concession area at stadiums. That makes me uncomfortable. Um, but being in the arena in an open space like that, around large groups of people, I'm fine with that. But when you cram, there had to have been well over 500 people in this in this building, and I get Bucky's is huge, but there was a lot of people in there, and and I'm I'm not one of those people that like to blame my anxiety on everything, but I just got I I, I just wanted to leave, right, because. There was just so much sensory information that I had to take in. And being that, and so I'll say this. I'm not always like that in stores like this. Like when I go to Concord Mills, which is our big mall in this area, I've been there before. I know the layout. I know where everything is. And, and a lot of times when I go to the mall, like I have a purpose and I know where I'm going and it's planned out. I didn't have that here. There were no rules. There were no, you know, directions on how things operated. Um, there was no clear direction on where lines started. And it, it was just, I'm, I'm not going to say it was madness, but it was just a lot of sensory information going on into the brain when you know you're there was just a lot to take in right and, and and I and honestly like a lot of people made it sound like oh this is my first visit here and they're like oh my god this is great and and walking through the door I was like holy holy crap this this is the feeling right and then you get into that crowd and you're just like I want to get out of here at least I was and I'm not saying I regret going I enjoyed it it was fun um it was a road trip down where me and my little brother we would we we talk about things we talked more than we ever talked probably ever um whether it was about music or just stupid shit um and I enjoyed that I'm not a like person who like let's go to the mountains to enjoy the mountains you don't I don't enjoy hiking I enjoy the drive there though because of the conversation I enjoy conversation That's really, like, I don't enjoy doing things. I enjoy conversation um, and and being able to talk to people. And if that requires me to go out and do things, I'm all fine doing that. Um, I like driving. If I could drive for a living, I would. Like, if I could, like, drive people places um, for a living, be, like, if someone someone could hire me to be, like, a professional driver, I would do it. I mean, we would have to talk money, but um, I would do it. Um, just, I like driving and what happens in conversation that comes with driving, which is crazy to me because I'm, I'm a shy person when I first get to know somebody, um, I'm reserved, but it, I, I let loose real quickly. Once I, once I know you and stuff like that, right? Once I get comfortable with you, I let loose. I show you who I am and I'm not afraid of, all, but I'm not like this fake person, and I'm convinced everyone's response on, if you go on TikTok and search Bucky's and everyone's first response to Bucky's, right, I'm 100% convinced most of those are fake. There's, uh, with the amount of people who claim they have like social anxiety, there is no way people enjoy this. Um, and maybe it was just my experience, but like I walked in and immediately, like I went to an area that I knew, knew I came for. So, first off, Um, I don't think the, at least the Florence location, I'm not going to judge all locations, but the Florence location, I don't think the layout makes much sense at all. The lines are in the middle of people's shopping area, the checkout area. I I think it's, it was a big cluster fuck, in my opinion, the layout of that store, um, and again, for for it being brand new, you would think no one. You you have to assume that no one in that area has ever been to a Bucky's, and so I would have some sort of signage in the stores that tell people how the store operates, um, to help people who are brand new to the lo, to the store or the concept. Um, so I went over to one of the jerky walls because I knew I wanted to try the jerky, and now they we'll review the food here in a minute. Um, but so I went over there and, and checked it out and they had like one and it had like four different flavors on it. And then I was like, well, okay, we need to find like a basket or a cart or something. Cause I, I I'm not going to be here and not buy nothing. Right. So went and go found that then went back to the, the jerky wall and, and looked at that and then started moving around the rest of the store. And I'll tell you this. I'm not. Uh, everyone's like, oh, they got everything. They got this like, um, you can buy like shirts and 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 all, that side of the store. I don't even know what you would call that. The con- I don't go to. I can go to Walmart for that. I mean, you have, like shirts and and like grills and so, like home home good stuff. I can go to Walmart for that. I mean, quite honestly for what they charge for, for shit in there, you can go to Walmart for that. like it wasn't like I don't think it's necessary in my opinion. Um the grocery store part is nothing special. Um we'll talk about the food here in a minute. Um but I just it's a clusterfuck, man. It was a, it was a giant cl- and maybe it's cuz of how busy it was, we went in the middle of the day. Um I would like to go when it's not as busy just to you know get the full experience without that many people there and, and was able to go and try everything. Um, so, um, I don't like waiting in lines. I don't like being in line and and, and I like to go in and out. I, I don't understand, I guess really I don't understand the concept of a gas station um, with... Basic. that's basically, it's basically a, f- a restaurant um because when i think of re- like gas station i think of um like if i'm going inside a gas station to get a drink or to get um something like that i i'm thinking like in and out in like 5 minutes max i mean you you'll spend hours in here just waiting. Um, I literally waited like 30 minutes for. Um, so if you don't know how to run. I really don't want to like ruin it for you. Um, but like they have like the, the barbecue. The brisket and pulled pork. And chopped briskets. sliced brisket. Sandwiches. They have like at least a Florence location. It's in the middle of the store. Literally in the middle of the store. And they make the sandwiches. They put it on like a hot bar. And you pick up and, and keep walking. Um, also on that station, they have like the fudge and, and I think the nut, ro- uh, roasted nuts and stuff like that, salted nuts and stuff like that. And then in another section is where they have like, so they have jerky in the bags that are on the jerky wall. Then you can get like pounds of jerky, um, it, it and the back of the store and like 30 pound, $30 a pound. It's freaking, freaking insane. If you ask me. That's two dollars an ounce of beef jer- for beef jerky, which is a reasonable price um, but um, and then I mean you can also order like they have like a club sandwich and I got a chicken wrap. So I ended up getting a pulled pork, a pull a chopped brisket and a sliced brisket sandwich because I wanted to try all three and then I got a, a chicken wrap. They call it a California wrap. Um, and then I got a four ounce bag of jerky from the jerky wall and I got Bucky's branded gummy worms. Cause I have a theory, like, when, when it comes to like gummy worms or gummy bears, Heri, Her, uh, I, I pronounce it Haribo. I don't know how it's supposed to be pronounced. That's the only brand I eat. Because, to me, that's the best brand. And I will buy name brand gummy bears for them to taste good. Um, I don't want to buy the cheap shit because I think it tastes like shit. Um, And, I mean, these gummy bears... I got gummy worms, actually. But they weren't... um, They weren't... They weren't cheap. Um, Then I ended up, you know, getting a large... I don't know. I guess it's a 32-ounce soda. Which... That was probably the best priced deal there. I think it was like ninety nine cent for that, where most places like like QT before that size drink would charge you like like two dollars. Um. So when I compare this, we'll, we'll we'll review the food real quick. Um. When I review this, I'm I'm going to compare Bucky's to what I know. In this area, of the same concept, which is sheets and QT, um, and out of those three, I have a favorite, and it a clear favorite. Um. So what, what, again, I'll remind you what I had. I got what they call a California roll, it was basically a fried chicken tender on a wrap. With lettuce, tomato, cheese, and red onion on it. Um... So, that was the first thing I actually bit into. And ate. And... I will say... I liked it. I wish they had more chicken. Um... Because it was mostly vegetables. And that's not a bad thing. Um... But I wish... The chicken... There was more of it. Um... I'm not, I don't think QT has something to compare. I know Sheets does. I like Sheets chicken wraps more, snack wraps more, because there is more chicken. Um, And you can customize it a little bit more. Um, They're also a lot more expensive. I don't remember what I paid at Bucky's. I do remember what I paid at, it was like, for two Basically, they call it two wraps, but, um, basically two halves, um, at Sheets was like $6, which is probably around the price that Bucky's charges. I don't remember. Um, but I think Sheets is, Sheets was better. Um, so when it came to, like, sandwiches, um for Bucky's. I you know everyone boasted about this their barbecue sandwiches. Now I got to tell you something. This is a Texas company. Bucky's is a Texas company and they, so Texas has a style of barbecue that they do. Right? You're entering Carolina barbecue territory with Texas barbecue. You have to be the representation of Texas barbecue. Right? Now of course I'm not going to hold, you know, I, I'm not going to hold Texas barbecue restaurants to a standard of a convenience store slash gas station. I think that would be petty and and quite honestly stupid. Um, but some people might, and so you have to represent it. And and, and I'm gonna be honest, I wasn't impressed. Um, the pulled pork was gross. I'm gonna be honest with you, it was it was gross. Um, I don't know if it's the sauce. Yeah, I didn't really taste pork. I'm not a big barbecue sauce person. Uh, if you don't understand Carolina barbecue, at least the Carolina barbecue that I like. And I'm not a big fan. Like, I don't know how to distinguish it. Um, I like vinegar-based barbecue. Um, I guess, I think that's East Co- East Carolina barbecue. And there's like a West Carolina, which is different. I don't know the difference. Um, I like vinegar-based barbecue. So it's the meat, vinegar, and there's really not a barbecue sauce. Um, I'm not a big barbecue sauce person. Um, I think a lot of people mask that their meat is flavorless in the sauce. Um, I like vinegar-based barbecue. Carolina barbecue, to me, is the best. I was raised here, though, so I'm biased. Um, and I the pulled pork, honestly, I'm highly... I'm not. I don't like barbecue sauce on my pulled pork. I just don't. And the, your sauce isn't all that good. Like I'm not saying it's bad. And again, I haven't been able to compare it to anything. QT has barbecue sandwiches, and they have like barbecue tacos. And I wasn't impressed with theirs either. They tasted about the same as they like sauce, super saucy, and I, I wasn't big big on theirs either. I know Sheets offers barbecue sandwiches. I I had sheets today, just fair warning, Um, and I was going to order that to compare it, and they were out of hamburger buns, and I'm not, the other options were like a pretzel bun, which no, Um, like two slices of sourdough bread, which no, uh, that's going to be messy, and I don't, I want it to be like a fair comparison between like bun and barbecue, right, I didn't want to change the bread types and all that, Um, so I didn't do that. Um, excuse me. Um, so yeah, the, the chopped brisket, same thing is you, it's their brisket, but the sa- it has the sauce on it. And then their sliced brisket doesn't have the sauce on it. That was my favorite part. The problem with brisket is it can be fatty at times. And like, there were like four or five bites of that sandwich where it was just straight fat. I'm not saying it was bad. It was actually... Their their meat tastes pretty good. I'm not a sauce person. It wasn't my... It tasted good. I'll say that. It's just not my cup of tea. Um, So, well... The other thing I heard sort of like boasted... I never tried any of the sweets. I'm not a sweet person anyway. But I did want to try some of their fudge. I didn't... Again, the line was long. I couldn't tell where it started, ended, and... I was ready to leave by that point that I got to that station. And... I was already I for what I got, I'd already spent like $70 and I didn't need to spend any more money. Um but we'll talk about this jerky. So I tried some of the lemon pepper and some of the mesquite peppered. Um the mesquite peppered delicious. Uh the lemon pepper delicious. Their jerky is spot on. I like jerky though. Um I don't know if Two dollars an ounce, though, is is something that I would pay. Um, but I, I guess that's industry. I don't know what Jack Links charges um, for their prices. But it was good. The gummy worms are the del- you know I said that I only like eating Haribo uh, gummies when it comes to snacks like that. And 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 Bucky's is legit. And I forgot I got what they call Beaver Nuggets. Now I didn't even know what they are, but I've just heard them like jazzed up. And I got original because I wanted to try what the original was before I added flavors. And they, these shits are fucking smacking. Now I don't know if anyone has ever tried this, so I tried one. And okay, so this is a corn puff with caramel on it. These are corn pops with caramel on it, like the cereal. So I put them in a bowl and put some milk on it, and these things are smacking. If you haven't tried beaver nuggets and milk, do it. I enjoyed that. Beaver nuggets were at this point the top thing. The My favorite snack that I got would have been the, um, gummy worms, but these beaver nuggets are quite delicious as well. Um, so, those are the packaged foods were definitely my favorite. Um, and I'd go there for. You know, if if there was a way that I could get Bucky's jerky and 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 Beaver nuggets uh, delivered to my house without having to go to the store, or if they would sell them in like grocery stores, that would be fantastic. That would be fantastic. I uh, that, I think that's a great opportunity for you for for Bucky's to d- to do. Um, but I so I'll say this, I think. Overall, my favorite of the three that I, I mentioned—QT, Bucky, Bucky's, and Sheets—Sheets Sheets is my favorite. It's a gas station convenience store. They have a kitchen. It's you know e- easy system to run. You order your food. You can customize, fully customizable menu. You go do that. You get your ticket. You you go get your drink if you need a drink. You go pay. I mean everything is understandable on how to do. It. Like Bucky's had, I, I wasn't sure what I w- was to do. When, you order your, when I ordered the California Wrap, it was sort of the same type system that Sheets runs. And so you or, click it, and you click Complete Order, and it prints out a ticket, but there's no barcode on it. And so I wasn't sure if I had to pick up the food first or pay, and there was like 80 people waiting for pickup, and I wasn't going to, to just sit there with this basket of just random shit. So I went to go pay, and they're like, have you picked up this order yet? And I said, no, I'm waiting on it. And, so that made uh, again like just some directions on how to to operate your store for first time customers, especially when it's super busy like that. That would have been beneficial. I will put now. I'll be qu- quite frank with you. I don't go to QT a lot for their food. I think Q- QT one not a lot of options. Their pizza's okay, um, but I'm not a big fan of QT's food. I would put Bucky's at, in second of the 3. But Sheets is my, the obvious fa- my obvious favorite by miles. The most options on their menu in my opinion. They're fully customizable. Um and I just love I think Sheets is better than Bucky's. My overall opinion on this is that people only like Bucky's and have a great experience for Bucky's because it is popular, too. It's trendy to have a positive reaction to Bucky's. I'm not saying that it's bad. I will say that the largeness of the store can overwhelm people who have sort of the social anxiety that I have. Um and I'm not like one of those like weird people who like have panic attacks in groups. It's just I just don't like being around 500 people um while I'm shopping for convenience store items. I just And then, like, I got over to, like, the grocery, what I would consider, like, grocery store, like, home goods stuff. And it's not for me. I have no need for that. Like, I feel that that part's really more so for women and for, like, dads who want to, like, grill and stuff. And that's not for me. Um, And so I went there, checked it out, and then left and didn't really find anything for me in that section. Um, and really, could have that part is again, I think it's just a social media trend. I don't think Bucky's is all that good. Um, that's a, probably going to be an un- unpopular opinion. Um, and if this is why the title of this podcast is What's With All the Bucky's Hype, uh, because I'm just not, I don't understand the hype now that I've been. Like, before I went, right, it was like, oh, this is going to be so great. And then I went, and I'm like, yeah, it's cool. It's cool that we have a giant-ass gas station where you can get literally anything in the world. Like, hey, you want to go to the gas? But I also have to question, who goes to a gas station on vacation and buys a pit boss or a pit master? I don't even know the name of the company. Who buys a whole ass smoker? Like who in their? Because the idea from the locations that I've seen where they're located, especially this Florence uh, location, it's right on uh, Highway 95, Interstate 95. It is literally a vacation point. Like if you're on vacation, going up and down 95, and right and, and you you stop at Bucky's, right? And I'm assuming that's how they locate. Like I know they're about to build one uh, Sevier, Sevierville. Or no, it's not even Sevierville. Severe—I don't even know how to pronounce it. It's where Dollywood is, outside of Dollywood, outside of Pigeon Forge in Tennessee. Um, they're about to build one there. Um, on I think it's Highway Twenty or Highway Forty. I don't know roads. It's one of the two, um, and it's the busiest busiest exit um, in the country. Uh, it's from the article that I read where they're putting this Bucky's at in Tennessee the busiest exit in the country um they literally put their locations in busy vacation spots um and good marketing strategy beautiful it's a beautiful strategy business wise um but who in their right mind is you know driving going to vacation has to get gas, or you know, maybe they say, "Oh, hey, we're gonna go to Bucky's." Stops and says, "Hey, I'm gonna buy the smoker, or I'm gonna buy this this fire pit today." I know we're going to vacation, but I'm gonna buy a fire pit for no fucking reason. I just I don't understand having that part on it. It added nothing to my experience. Maybe it adds something to other people's experience. But it, it added nothing to my experience, and in fact, it actually took away from my experience. Um, and so, like I said, Sheets top tier to me in gas station, like, like quality food. Like I think Sheets is quality gas station food. Like I've eaten some shitty gas station food, but like if you ever go to like a Circle K and just get like two of the roller hot dogs and taquitos. I used to eat that all the time, just as like a lunch. Cause I went where I went to community college at, and Ro, uh, Rowan Cabarrus Community College in Concord, North Carolina. Um, so they had two campuses, one in Rowan County, one in Cabarrus County. I went to the Cabarrus County campus, and it, it's literally um, you could walk. So like, it's campus, you park, you walk, maybe like 50, 50 to a hundred steps. And you're in a Circle K. Um, And so... um, I worked full-time and went to school full-time when I went here. And so... Tuesdays and Thursdays were my school days. And then I worked the rest of the week. Um, So Tuesday and... and Like, I did class 8 a.m. till 8 p.m. Like, it was an all-day adventure. Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, And so... It would be like first class, and then you would uh, second class. And then I had like a two-hour. I I scheduled it to where I had like a two-hour break in between. And that was um, go get food. And so I would go to the gas station like two times a week, both of those days. Taquitos and, and hot dogs, nachos. And I would eat lunch. And then you know that was lunch, and I did that for a whole semester. Um, and yeah, so I've eaten some shitty gas station food. I love gas station food. I, I know my stomach doesn't agree with it, but I love gas station food. The idea of you know being on a being on the road, being able to stop, get gas, go get a quick bite to eat, like a hot dog. Now the nachos make no sense, but like a hot dog or like some taquitos. Um, or tornadoes depends on what brand they have. Um, that's a cool idea to me. And then if you go, but then you have like these like fancy gas stations: the Sheets, the the Wawas, the uh, QTs, and and the Bucky's. And I, now I want to go to Wawas to compare. Um, right, but I I don't get the hype of Bucky's. I don't think it's good. I think Sheets, excuse me, Sheets is top tier. To me, it's sort of like how I don't understand the. I'm gonna piss some people from Florida off. I don't understand the the, the hype with Publix subs. They're good, but they're no different to me than Harris Teeter. And again, Harris is a North Carolina thing. Um, but I don't see the difference. They, they it, like Publix came to North Carolina, and I had a lot of friends who either. Lived in Florida or when they went to Florida for vacation tour, and they were like, Oh, Publix is so good, we're going to enjoy this. So, you go and get your. I went and got my first Publix sub and like was disappointed. And I, it was sort of like the same sort of experience. Like, I, the disappointment with Bucky's is more so like I, because it was overhyped, doesn't mean I did not like it. I enjoyed it. And like I said, I really enjoyed conversation. Um, and being able to, um, like I, like I, honestly my favorite part of the whole road trip w- was being able to, uh, dr- first off drive, have my little brother in the, in the car and like we, we, we didn't talk about like deep, deep stuff, but we talked about like, I don't even remember half the conversation, but just being able to talk, um, and, and, and have conversation and... You know, live that sort of experience. It's great. It's, it's wonder it, it was. It was cool. That was my favorite part, honestly. Um, you know, he would talk car. Like I know jack shit about cars. My little brother knows a lot about cars, and just being able to hear that he's excited about that, and 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 be a part of that, and I think a lot of times people like to be able to to just be heard, and to be able to give him that. Uh, was something, and for him to, you know, same for me when we talked. Well, i again, I don't under, I don't even remember half the shit we talked about. I know we talked about cars half the time, and like I said, I don't know jack shit about cars, but it it brought me joy that he found something he's interested in, and was able to, you know. Find that joy in something, and. I, I haven't told, like, I haven't told this. I'm probably oversharing for people not to listen. Um, you know, everyone always talks about, you know, if, if I win the lottery, uh, what would I do with the money? And everyone always talks about, like, oh, I would, I would go splurge on myself. I've already got this planned out. Um, I'd pay off my debt. I have very minimal debt when it comes to, like, other people. I'd pay off my mom's debt. And then um, I'd put a lot of it aside, but I I haven't told my little brother this, and if he he hears this, that's wonderful. If not, if this ever happens, he's already told me multiple times that he wants to start some sort of business, whether it's car detailing or, like, car washing or more detailing or something in that nature. And I could tell he's very interested in this. Um I'd fund I'd complete if I won the lottery I would put I would fund him having this business right because I don't have things that I'm interested in in that manner manner um but I would fund him to be able to start this I would invest in his future uh because I believe in family and ultimate and and, again, I haven't told any of my family my plans if I actually won the lottery in, in large amount. Um, but I believe in family, and I believe that we've – and this is the whole topic in and of itself. Um, this is why I like doing podcasts this way, just letting the conversation flow. Um, but I believe in family, and I believe that our economic system and and, and the way our society – Um, Is raised Is only to benefit corporate greed Um, And and I'm not trying to be like some socialist uh, Leftist When I say that But I don't believe I believe we've been duped and tricked Into thinking that it's normal For us to uh, To expect Kids to move out at 18 I think that's weird um, and, and and it's for the credit system, it's for the banks, it's for these predatory corporate interests that want, you know, this, let's just use my family for example, so it's me, my twin brother, my little brother, my mom and my dad, right? So five individuals, um, my mom and my dad, you know, have a mortgage that they share, right? And then there's three kids so out of that family the you would expect and if we live the way the society wants us to live that's four mortgages out of one family um and it and and from that then I let's say we all three of our let's say me my and my both of my brothers have two kids each right that's six more Mortgages, six more credit card loans, six more school loans, right? And it creates a cycle of debt. I believe in family. I believe that um, the the immediate family should take care of each other. Um, if I actually won the lottery, um, I would build like a huge compound um, where each member had sort of like their own house, but we had like a commons area. Um, where we did life together. um, And, and, you know, that would take care of each other. And like I said, invest in my little brother having his business, you know, um, and be able to take care of my family. Because like I said, I'm not needy. I have no needs. If I won $200 million, like I have no needs. If I'm debt free, and my family's happy, and my mama's debt free, and my brother has a business that he likes to do, and my other brother does whatever he wants to do. I don't even know much about about that fucker. And I shared a womb with them. Like that's a, that's not a joke, but like I literally shared a womb with them, and you know, I haven't been, I haven't been, you know, good to them the way I should be. Um. And I've been kind, you know. Just the my sort of personality is to to be an individualist, but I'm not in that way. I do believe in like a family unit, and I do. I believe that. um, Of course, at some point, kids have to walk away, and you know when they get married. But to force your kids to leave and go into the world at 18 without any, like, system of backup. Like, I feel a lot of people, a lot of parents, and the way that they say, like, oh, I have this child. I just have to take care of him for 18 years. When 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 the last one turns 18 and graduates high school, I'm free. Okay. I don't like that system, though. Now, I'm not saying that's all all parents, but I think – and I know at least my my mom and my dad feels this way that, that you know they would take care of us, and they would always have a place for us to be. Um, and I am happy that I have that situation because not everyone has that situation. I just don't like the way our system is created to essentially create more slaves to our debt system. But anyway, um, that's that no more of the the sentimental shit i've, I've said too much uh now but uh the last thing i do want to talk about is is um gas prices you know talking about you know going to a gas station it's fitting that you know i talk about gas prices right um and i don't have a lot to say about it i'm not educated on how the market works i of course understand that the president doesn't make, you know, the price. And I understand that there are market factors that um, are always in action. You know, it's travel season, so price, summer gas, you know, around this time every year, gas goes up. Because it's travel time, people are leaving their houses, companies know that they're going to be able to, to, to they're going to need gas, the su- the demand for gas goes up, but the supply stays the same, for the most part, right? And so to produce more gas, you need more man hours. And I understand all of that, but I need the the other side, who 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 always tries to throw that at us. I need you all to realize that there are several factors in the market that our government interferes in. So the first thing is is we're not energy independent. We're energy dependent, and a lot of our energy comes from Russia and the Middle East which we're, we I mean we've sanctioned Russia and um we're basically supporting a war um and I'm certain we're supporting both sides I'm 100% certain we're supporting Russia as well as Ukraine that's what we do um we 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 ride the fence we play both sides we uh we 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 support publicly who whatever benefits us but secretly we're we're funding the Russians as well. I hope y'all know that. Um, But um, there are policy things that Joe Biden has done that Barack Obama did that affects the gas price. Shutting off Keystone as soon as you turned into or got inaugurated, as soon as you were sworn in and one of the one of the first things he did was say, you know, Keystone, we're done with. We're done with Keystone. So we're no longer energy independent. We're, we 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 need oil from foreign companies, right? Well, it's harder to get foreign oil because of all the other shit going on in the world. And so because there's low supply, very high demand, price goes up. Um, interference, government interference in the market, in any market, whether it's gas prices or, you know, price of of, of food in the grocery store and all of that shit, right? It, uh... It... Anytime the government inv- gets involved in that and regulates shit, right? If we were able to create our own oil and, and produce our own oil, prices would go down immediately. Open up Keystone, it, it won't be like... Oh, we open up Keystone and the prices go down tomorrow, but give it a month and prices will go down because we would have our own oil, right? And eventually what this is going to lead into is one, either a very mass mass inflation, which we already have, but it was going to lead to a mass depression. Or we're going to get to that brink and Biden's going to save face for elections and open up Keystone and take away all this interference for a short period of time. To save face, so that he can get reelected, and this is my my fear, and I hate to get political, and I hate to talk about the election cycle, but here's my fear. My fear is this: if Republicans, and not even Republicans, because I think we we're all I think we're all awakened to the fact that Democrats, or most of us, should be awakened to the fact that Democrats, liberals, aren't the only ones that. Are in on this plan? That there are what we what we like to call on the conservative side, rhinos, Republican in name only, um, but I really want to call them what they are. They're Democrats. They're they're fake Republicans. They, they they use an R because it's politically beneficial, but they are elitist. They are part of the swamp. Um, guys like Lindsey Graham. Um, guys that like Dan, Dan Crenshaw, which which is. Super into the military-industrial complex. He's a war hawk, if I've ever seen one. Um, but guys like Lindsey Graham, uh, people like Susan Collins and Liz Cheney and Mitt Romney, who are obviously elite puppets, um, and they're Republicans, but they act like Democrats at times, right? They're, they, they support things that Democrats put forward. And I'm all for being bipartisan, but I really want common sense. I don't care what party you are, but I think a lot of us should be awakened to understand that there are Republicans who are just as stupid and are just as elitist and are, you know, like George Bush. Everyone loved George Bush. And then I I hope we're awakened to the fact that George Bush was not as good as, as, you know, we thought he was. And again, I was like five when he was president. So... I don't have any opinion on him as far as, like, personal experience. Uh, But looking back at history, I do have an opinion, and he was not as good as he was thought of being, right? Um, And so my, my theory and what I'm scared of is that we don't have enough true conservatives that are able to outdo the swamp that eventually... Like we don't just have to get a Republican majority, right? We have to get a conservative majority, a liberty-first majority in 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 Congress, right? Because if if Republicans have a majority, but Mitch McConnell's the Speaker, and Mitch McConnell stays in Congress, and Romney stays in Congress, and Lindsey Graham stays in Congress, or the House, or in their repre- where they represent, right? Um, We're fucked Because they are on the side of the elitist And so we need a true conservative majority We need to primary out rhinos, Republicans in name only Actual Democrats who are again Politically Motivated and using the R Um, And and so If we don't So my fear is that um we don't win as much as we think we're going to win in a conservative way in 2022 and then when 2024 hits that Biden either gets reelected or someone like Kamala gets elected um and if that happens I think it's done if if Democrats maintain control of the Senate the House and the presidency after 2024 we are fucked. Um, that gives them the opportunity to create um, and initiate and finish Project 2030. If you don't know what that is, please research it. It actually makes a lot of sense for Biden to finish out this term, for someone like Kamala to get in- interjected, because that means a Democrat, c- that means, you know, Kamala can win, become president in 2024. Run again in twenty eight instead of having a new candidate, right? And then, when right, if, if if Democrats maintain control after November twenty twenty four, I would say that the Republic should lose its hope. I think we're dead. I think it's over. We have truly fallen. I think we have one last last ditch effort. That is midterms twenty twenty two, and and everything and going on in twenty twenty four. That's it. That's that's the effort. That's the fight. Um, gas prices are out of this world. Price of food is out of this world. Inflation's up like 15%. Again, that's a number I just pulled off out of my ass crack. Could be higher, could be lower. But it's it's definitely double digit. Crazy ass inflation. Um and and i don't think people really understand what that means let's just say it's 15% that means that um i have a dollar but the value of the dollar so let's say something cost a dollar 2 years ago but it's 15% higher this year that means that the item that cost a dollar now costs a dollar 15 but I, the wages don't change with inflation. I'm still making, let's just say in a situation I'm, you know, let's just say I, I'm, I'm going out and getting groceries. And I typically spend, say, $100 a week in groceries. Um, and let's say I get paid, um, let's say, $500 a week. I get paid, right? Say I get paid weekly. I get my paycheck. I go grocery shopping per week. So I get paid $500 a week and I spend $100 on groceries. These are just easy numbers to do, right? So that leaves me with $400 on a normal budget for the rest of the week, right? Um, And to plan and stuff like that, right? Now, inflation's up. I still only make $500 a, a week. It's been a, it's a year later. I still only make $500 a week, but now my groceries, they're 15% higher. So instead of paying $100 a week I'm, on groceries, I'm paying $115. Now, in this example, you know, it's $15 a week, but if you think about that, $15 a week over 52 weeks in a year... um let me do this math real quick. $15 a week over 52 weeks in a year. That's $780. And again, the numbers are small. But now let's imagine... You know, thats for, that could probably get you like one person. But now let's imagine you have a family. And let's say combined family income. And i got to hurry this up because it's almost been an hour. And this recording software only gives me an hour of time to record. Anyway, let's hurry this up. Um, so... Um, let's say combined family income, we make a thousand dollars a week and we spend, you know, $400 for food for a family of five. That's, I, I, I don't know what a family of five, called. I'm just going off of numbers that my mama Let's to say, let's say $300 a week on, on, uh. On uh, on groceries. Let's just say three. Let's let's go three hundred, right? So I get paid combined family income. Mom and dad work, right? And combined family income, we get. Um, a th- let's just say each parent makes five hundred dollars a week. So that's combined income of a thousand dollars a week, and groceries a week cost you. Let's just go in in between. Well, it's to say four hundred. That seems realistic for a family of five. Let's say it's a family of five, three kids, two parents. Parents make a thousand dollars a week income combined. Um and they spend four hundred dollars a week on groceries. They go grocery shopping once a week, four hundred dollars, that's food for the whole week, right? Um, now that may be expensive, that may I don't know what they call it, but, but let's say a year later they make the same amount combined income. But groceries now cost um, 15% higher. Now, I'm not good at math. That's why I like to use 100 because one, 15% of 100 is 15. But 15% of 400 is an extra $60. So now you're paying $460. Where now, and and you, again, these numbers are minimal. But $60 extra on to get the same stuff your dollar is worth less, right? You you still make the same, but you gotta pay more. Now d- that's just food, right? So that's $60 less that you have to take from maybe gas, maybe internet, but your internet bill stays the same. Maybe, maybe your internet bill also goes up due to inflation or your gas bill goes up due to inflation. Let's say you typically, this family typically spends, say $100 on gas a week. One fill up per car, and now they're spending um or let's say they fill up twice each car a week right twenty five dollars a fill up it's fifty dollars a car a week now they do two fill ups and it's a hundred dollars each, so they doubled their their gas fill up say doubles so instead of spending a hundred dollars on gas combined. Now they're spending 200 dollars on gas combined, so they're already out of an extra you know hundred and sixty dollars over what they already paid, and again, they're only they're getting paid the same amount. so inflation's no joke. gas prices are no joke. Government intervention in the market is no joke, and it's affecting actual people's lives. Um, and so I'll end this by saying this. Hope you enjoyed this. First off, um, but you have no right to complain about gas prices if you voted for Joe Biden. I don't care how repentant you are about that decision. Do something to fix it. Don't vote for him next time. Don't vote Democrat next time. But right? if you voted Biden, I don't want to hear you complain. I really don't. You're the reason this happened. Um, and and then secondly, if you are conservative or if you are you know, someone who is tired of, of this system. Let's vote out these these elitists out of our government. Um we have a we have a voice, it's called our vote. I know it doesn't mean much these days because they can basically just rig it whenever they want. But we could still fight, we could still spread the word, we could still preach common sense. Um But again, I hope you guys enjoyed this. I know I did. This is probably the most fun I've had recording a podcast in a while because I don't have to talk about things that I enjoy, like sports and stuff. I can just talk about life. And I'm thinking this is the method of how I'm going to actually give my podcast from now on. This has been The Beat with Randall Beatley. And I, I will see you guys on the next episode.